Welcome back to Tradewinds. I'm Robin von Pernberg, your host. And today I have not one, but five guests in the show. And this is actually a special episode because the guests in the show are the winners of the WCA Champion Awards of this year. And with me is Tim Novak of World Trade Center St. Louis, winner of the Champion Awards for Sustainability. Also Lee Smout from World Trade Center Toronto in Canada, winner of the Champion Award for Network Support. Evert-Jan Schoustra from World Trade Center Leeuwarden, winner of the Champion Award for Reciprocity. Friedrich Faber of World Trade Center 20, winner of the Champion Award for Connectivity. And then last but not least, Karen Gerwitz of World Trade Center Denver, who won the Champion Award for Member of the Year. So welcome to the program. So Karen, let me, let's start with you, winner of, what does it mean to be Member of the Year? How, how, do, how does it feel? What does it represent to you to be uh, selected by, and I have to maybe first say this, that in order to become uh, to, to, to receive an award, a champion award, this is selected by the leadership of the membership advisory councils consisting of World Trade Centers from all around the world. So this is truly, you know, a, a selection from our membership, the leadership from around the world. So Karen, I will hand it over to you. Like, tell us what's, what does it mean to you to be member of the year? Robin, thank you so much for, for featuring us today. This is quite an honor and Certainly, I was shocked to get this award, but certainly humbled and appreciative of it as well. It, I, I do have to say, though, it's it's a little bit humbling to get it with my name on it. It should just certainly be our, our team at the World Trade Center Denver, which works really hard. And we've been convening and gathering the international business community for 35 years here in the in the Denver metro region. And so it's it's. It's certainly to to think of an award given by your peers from across the world. There's nothing in my entire career that I can compare that to. It's it's an incredible honor and really grateful to be part of this association that allows me to make friendships from around the world. And and I'm really grateful for that. I, I get a lot out of leaning in to this organization and 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 doing work for it. It it pays me back time and again. So really honored and thank you so much for for the for their recognition. Well well of course Karen and I think it's 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 more than well deserved. I, I wanted to sort of add of course that that you you play a leading role in our trade services membership council and we're instrumental in producing our trade service operating manual which which was a a, a draconian piece of work but 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 with it's just an amazing outcome with input from, again, from around the network. Can, can you tell us a bit more, what, what is this trade service operating manual, Karen, and, and what's, what, what, can it, what can it serve? Yes, thank you. So the World Trade Centers Association is not a franchise. We all operate a little bit differently around the world. So the trade services manual was meant to inspire and support all of the World Trade Centers globally in offering trade services, which is a critical element of our association's services. So trade services include things like trade education, trade information, incubator, you know, getting companies to connect with other companies worldwide, trade missions, even having business and social clubs are part of trade trade services. So it's a broad, it's a broad category, but it really does define our association and differentiates it. Yes, we have a strong real estate presence, but the trade services is really what I like to call the soul inside of the body. And the real estate's the body, the trade services are the soul. 
together we make the whole, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a differentiator for our association and proud to, proud to try to move that forward. I, I like that. We should trademark it, Karen, that the, the trade services feeds the soul. That's, uh, we, we <laughs> I like that very much. Uh, thank you. And we'll, we'll stay in the United States, heading uh, south to St. Louis. Tim, winning the award for sustainability, so what does it, what does it mean? Robin, thank you. It means so much to us. And truly, we were shocked here in St. Louis and excited to get the news on winning for sustainability and more specifically recognition for the work that we've done in launching an initiative that goes back about nine years at this point, hard to believe, but an initiative to increase the foreign-born talent in St. Louis. And this initiative, which was in the very beginning, we called it immigration and innovation. What a real catchy phrase that is. But it, it <laughs> morphed into, yeah, it morphed into the St. Louis Mosaic Project. And this is yeah. housed within the World Trade Center St. Louis. And it is an initiative with a very simple goal to attract and retain foreign-born talent all throughout the world to, to St. Louis. And, and it, to receive this recognition from our peers, to receive this recognition from the association, it's just incredible validation for the work that we're doing here to make St. Louis a more global city, to make St. Louis a more international community. One of the things that, that we firmly believe here is that our foundation is in trade. Our foundation, rightfully so, is, is in helping to connect businesses here with opportunities around the globe for their services or their goods. But over time, we've also recognized that for St. Louis truly to be that international global city that we all aspire to be, there are three key equal ingredients to that. It is trade, but it's also people and investment, and they're all very highly connected. And so when we received a grant back nine years ago to do St. Louis's first ever economic impact of immigration in St. Louis. We hired an economist out of St. Louis University who did that landmark study for us. And, and it's really, for us, it's captivated this community. The community has rallied behind the St. Louis Mosaic Project and it's, it's grown and, and, and it's had a greater impact, honestly, than, than more so than I could have ever even predicted or imagined. And, and so we're, to, to receive this award, we're truly grateful and, and, and make no mistake, it has inspired this team even more. We have incredible leaders behind the Mosaic Project. It's inspired us. We've gotten out, we've, we've talked to local media about this. And uh, so it, it's, it's been a win for us here, but it's also a win for this community. So thank you, Robin, and thank you to the entire association. Well, yeah, Tim, and, and it, uh, I would say the, the results uh, of the Mosaic project couldn't be more timely. I was, I was re reading up on the project, and if you look now at, at around the world, but also specifically in the United States, how hard it is to, to recruit and also retain talents. This is, this is, I think, truly a remarkable exercise, and, and it's not just about integrating immigrants that are already in the St. Louis area. It's also attracting talent from, from elsewhere to come to St. Louis. Could you give us, Tim, uh, just briefly, like a quick sort of an, an idea of how, how does this program concretely work? Like, how do you present St. Louis? Well, what's the proposition for, for like, let's say someone is elsewhere in the United States and how, how do you reach people to, to and, and convince them to come to St. Louis? 
Yeah, good question. So just to go back, the you're exactly right. It is it, one of your earlier points. It, it's more important than ever. What we've seen is that our population here in St. Louis was not growing organically. For us to grow, and, and it truly is tied into economic development, make no mistake. This is an initiative that is, is contributing to the economic growth of St. Louis. And we need it now more than ever as we're coming out of the pandemic and past federal immigration policies. We've seen, we saw for the last several years, a slowing of important foreign students contributing to our economy, important refugee placements that, that we've relied on for a number of years and that have helped to grow many communities, our Bosnian, our Vietnamese communities. Those slowed for some time. And so for us, it is about numbers. Yes, we need population growth here domestically, but we also need to be a, a net attractor of foreign-born talent. And for us to do that, it really came down to being a welcoming community, to supporting the foreign-born communities that we have here. But when we started, you know, it wasn't as if we had the large resources to go out and promote St. Louis all throughout the world. That wasn't the case. But what we decided is that there are very concrete things that we can do to be more welcoming and to be more connected to the foreign-born community who had already chosen St. Louis as a place to, to live and to work and to raise a family. And if we do those things right, if we're connecting with those communities, if we're integrating them into the business community here, into places of a, a seat at the table, if you will, at, at decision-making positions, that that, that that inward migration, that other communities around the United States could see that their cousins, their friends, their their relatives were having success here in St. Louis and that maybe they would want to learn a little bit more about St. Louis and, and choose this as a home. Yes. So would, there are a number of programs that we have here from our international spouse program where foreign executives who, who have a uh, position or, or been placed here, we connect with their spouses. We find a way to bridge this with the, the foreign investors, the companies that have chosen to be here and uh, to help their management team or their staff that they come that comes in here call it after you know and and doing what we can to support the 300 plus foreign owned businesses that are invested here in St. Louis so there are a number of initiatives that we have to really integrate and connect immigrants when they make their way here to St. Louis to find this as a welcoming and supportive home and that they want to stay here and make St. Yep. Louis that long term home the long-term home. This all comes down to, to connections, right? And building connections, which takes me all the way to the Netherlands, to, to Freerich in, in Twente, who won the award for connectivity. Congratulations, Freerich. What, what does this award represent to you and, and the community in Twente? Yeah, thank, thank you, Robin. And also thank you to the leadership of the World Trade Center Association to receive this prize or this award. And also congratulations to the other winner. They also very inspiring. I just heard Tim talking about the Mosaic project and also the International Spouses Program. Karen, of course, Nina go along. I, I was at the European meeting and so there were more candidates and, 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 and then suddenly you hear your name and you can't believe it. I understood that Eve Jan made a film of it, so you, you can see that. And it's all recognition, not for the work we do, but also for, for the team of the World Trade Center Twente. And we are a small team with, we do a lot of things. And the World Trade Center is about people that know people. And that is the basic of our success. And I'm very pleased to receive the Champion Award of Connectivity. Yeah, and and you won the award for for initiating a, a wide range, a wide number of of joint projects between 
World Trade Center businesses and, and, and also you, I know you're always on to, to working hard, to how, whatever you can do to improve the, the network and those connections. So would you want to maybe give us an example of, of some of, of one of the joint projects that you initiated that you worked on between different World Trade Center businesses? Yeah, well, well, I can mention mention several. I work together with with, with Karen, but also with World Trade and Atlanta to be present with companies in in uh, like the World Trade Day. That's a, a good event that we uh, can build out more a good connection with with the French World Trade Centers, for example, where we supported a French company on the Dutch market and also the German market because we are nearby here together with World Trade Center Brest and Ren. And I just had a intern that came via World Trade Center ran who has been internship for two months time in the, in the World Trade Center. And that's the way we work with each other. We support each other. And then not mentioning the support we get from, from World Trade Centers when we do trade missions in, in France, for example, we did a matchmaking on a trade fair where I organized a, a Dutch booth together with World Trade Center ran. And then you bring in contact the companies through the World Trade Center network, and then you help them grow and grow them internationally. And that's important to know that they see also the companies, the strengths of, of the network and the connections we can, we can make. Yeah. And, and Frank, it's maybe an impossible question to ask, but how many World Trade Centers do you speak with like annually? Well, I, I think I, I make a tour around the globe every week. So this week also three or four different World Trade Centers where you can count them. I don't speak to all of 315 every <laughs> time. I'm, I'm mostly focused on World Trade Centers that, that are active in trade and trade services, but because right. that is our, our core business. And so around 100, I will say, in, in, the, in the year. So that, third, one third of it. That, that's impressive. So no wonder you were awarded with the, the Connectivity Award for it. Congratulations. Uh, we'll uh, we'll stay in the Netherlands, go a little up north to Leeuwarden uh, with uh, EJ Iverjan winning an award on uh, for reciprocity. What what does that represent for you? No, thank you first of all, and also the World Trade Center Association, but also all those all those people that voted for us. Uh, it it means a lot. It means a lot for our team. We have a small team, but we try to do quite a lot of things. And with the help of the World Trade Center network, we are also, it seems that we're also succeeding in it. But it is, it's a very important award for us. Uh, we are proud to receive the award last year for sustainability and this year for, for reciprocity. So it's a wonderful recognition for my team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so you're also serving on the, the, the Europe, Middle East Africa trade services rack. Of course, you're, you're chairing that, that committee. And I know you have a program, which I, I like the, the title. I like the program as well, of course, but I think it's a very clever title of it's promising cities for international business. So webinar series, but can you tell us a bit more about what yeah, is wrong it, it, about? Yeah, it's a wonderful series of webinars where we introduce a city in the world and it has been always in combination and cooperation with another World Trade Center. And it was such a wonderful thing because there you give an opportunity for your local companies to get introduced to a city in the world, but also giving them the, the possibility to do some, some international business. 
And we started with it with the beginning of the Corona period, where, where we noticed that companies also in our region were, were, were pretty depressed in the beginning. And I thought, from okay, we can sit down and just you know, be being depressed by by the situation, but let's start and 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 offer new opportunities in business. And that's actually how it all started. And the cooperation between the World Trade Centers it shows really what our network does and what our network has in regards to trade and opportunities in trade. Yeah. And, and during, during in the, the, and so far we have had already over 30 webinars and we will continue to go with it and to continue to do it. Now, of course, in the, in the, the future, we hope that physically that we can also do quite a lot, but I think promising cities for international business where opportunity is really a nice tool to, to show also the importance of our network. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's certainly here to stay and, and not mutually exclusive with in-person events. Thank you, EJ. So we'll, we'll cross the pond again and go to the great city of Toronto with Lee. Lee, congratulations with winning the award for network support. Tell us more about that. Yeah, thank you so much, Robin. And I just have to say, it's just an honor just to be on this panel with these amazing folks. And 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 thank you so much for having us and and to the association, of course. You know, I have to say the network supports kind of a it's it's very personally gratifying. It's about six years ago that in Toronto we reactivated our World Trade Center, and at the time, you know. I, I came in at also at that same time and really just didn't know what the network was about and how to use it or even how to run trade services in Toronto. And so I was really amazed and surprised by the generosity of the World Trade Centers and, and how they shared their methods and, and their strategies and, you know, even, you know, how, how they ran a program, you know, with getting content without paying. You know, I've I worked with some of these folks right on the on the call here and many others, especially across North America. And so it was, you know, it's something that I always wanted us to make sure that we integrated into how we did our business, that we would be an important part of the network and that the network was really valuable to all of us. And so we wanted to be that significant part. And I have to say my, I'm really grateful to the team that I have at the World Trade Center because they've really taken that into their DNA and they really believe in, obviously, I think in Canada, we have to think about trade. We're not a, we're a small market. And so our ability to help folks by sort of living this and working with the whole network is is really amazing. So it was a, awesome to be nominated for this particular award for those reasons. And then, of course, it's a whole other level to actually win it. So I'm, re I'm re really very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And and you, you're, if if I may say so, the, the, the Trade Accelerated Program, your TAP program, is truly world famous. So, so tell, tell us that, no, really, and you have expanded that and shared very generously within the network on, on how, yeah. how these type of programs can be set up. So tell us more about the, the TAP program. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been an amazing journey with TAP. It was something we incubated in Toronto, and it sort of had an organic national growth. So uh, Winnipeg reached out with Mariette uh, upon a time and said, "Hey, we'd love to have that here." And and Vancouver at the same time with Austin, they're saying, "You know, we 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 like what that program you're doing. And any chance we can get in on this?" And at the same time, we had a couple of private partners, uh, RBC, the bank, Royal Bank of Canada, was financing us, and they were saying, "Hey, we like what you're doing in Toronto. We'd love to see this across the country. How can we help?" financially. And we also had Export Development Canada and UPS and some others who all said, yeah, this is something that it's too good to lock up in Toronto. So we were really lucky in a way it had that organic growth. But what then happened was once we got into Vancouver and Winnipeg, and then we added Montreal all through our World Trade Center network, what happened was the federal government started to take notice. And we didn't seek 
them out. They sought us out. And we had a call from a minister who said, you might have noticed in the fall economic statement yesterday that there's $10 million for something around developing capacity and trade. Well, we we basically put those funds in place based on what you are doing. So you guys need to apply to that. And it allowed us to expand this program into Calgary and Edmonton and Halifax and Saskatoon when the new World Trade Center opened there. And so it's been an amazing journey. And then as we were doing that, we started to get asked about it quite a bit at all of the international gatherings. And we've spoken about it, of course. And as you say, it's maybe it's a bit famous because of that. I know certainly Freak and I were trying to figure out some way to do it. My, unfortunately, our board of directors has decided we're not an international organization in that sense. We don't have international programs ourselves. We help people go international, but we're not an international business. So we can't sort of really run it the way we want it to, but yeah, we've helped, yeah. we've helped people come instead and learn about it and figure out how they could run something like it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it was because I remember you and I talked about that as well. How how can this have a more international yeah. meaning? And and but interesting, it's it's a I think it's a it's a, it's a wonderful program. So Lee, let me let me stay with with you for a minute. You know the the organization WDCA is is we're over three hundred World Trade Centers. It's, it's a very diverse network, as 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 we all know. But so I wanted to ask what what makes the World Trade Center Toronto like really unique? What makes Toronto stand out in this diverse network? Well. You know, I I would never like to say that we're better than anybody. I think that everybody has their own, their niches where they have strength. And, and the great thing about that is we all learn from each other. I think, you know, we're we're very open to sharing. As you say, the, the network is so diverse, which is so valuable to all of us. Toronto is incredibly diverse. Toronto is the most diverse city in the world. We have more than 53% of people that live in Toronto have been, have, have were not born in Canada. So that is quite an incredible number. And we've had very fortunate federal immigration policies that allow students, if you do your degree here, you get to stay. And if you, you know, so there's all all sorts of that kind of thing. And we've attracted a great deal of talent because of it. Of course, we're bigger than Chicago now. We've got those kinds of problems of big, fast-growing cities, transportation, and of course, attracting enough talent for all the tech stuff that's happening here and so on, and, and housing costs and all that. But I think what what makes us valuable in that network here is our focus on small and medium-sized businesses. So, you know, the we're not a membership organization. We're part of the Board of Trade, which is a membership organization. And they, the board, of course, has to take care of all those really big corporate entities that are, are centered in Toronto and are our members. But at the World Trade Center Toronto, we're able to really focus on the small businesses and figure out what their needs are. And so we've been able to, I think one thing that's made us successful is we've been able to grow our program. So we did start with TAP, but we immediately got into what we call market activation programs. So getting people into markets and connecting them. And we've, through that, we've grown in enormous relationships with like, for instance, Global Affairs Canada who are out in those markets. We've started to be able to support uh, other World Trade Centers across Canada in in, because, you know, I'll just give an example, Austin in Vancouver, he really doesn't have enough staff to be running trade missions. So they put companies into the missions we run and we take them with us and make sure they're well cared for. So I think that so that kind of ability to grow our team to do some of that. And I'll just add one last thing. One thing that we've noticed when we've taken companies into markets, we've trained them in TAP and we've they've had an export strategy. We take them to markets and then they come back and go, oh, we, we have this great opportunity to sell, but we don't think we have the capacity. So now we're not going to take that sale because we don't think we can make enough. So we've now started something we call the growth development program. And this is really about scale up. And I think because of our experience with TAP, we, we see the growth development program as something that we can consciously grow across the country. And so yeah. I, th well, I think what makes us different is we have a little bit more capacity. Therefore, we can try new things, we can develop them, and then hopefully we're in a position to be able to yeah. share them.
Quite a unique proposition indeed. So let's cross the pond again. Back to you, EJ. How would you, in, in a, what, what, what were your one-liner to describe the uniqueness of World Central Leeward? The focus that we have is on matchmaking, matchmaking, matchmaking. And that's, mm-hmm. that's our key aspect. And for that, of course, we, we present always a network, the World Trade Center network with 320 offices in, in 90 countries. But we also have a, a wonderful database with over 200 million companies to connect with. And that's our strength. Sorry, did you say 200 million? 200 million companies are in our database. And that's also what we make available for our companies in, in our region. So that, yeah, for all, for all, all the countries that we, that we have relationship with, now for all the companies, countries um, that are in, in my database, I can, you know, I can say that I can connect every company in my region. And that's our strength. In addition to that, we also have a wonderful database for European uh, cities with a World Trade Center where we have inventorized clusters in these regions. And that brings us also to another cluster database with over 700 clusters. And that's also one of the strengths of the World Trade Center. We can connect, we can combine, and we can also bring people together. And if you multiply all these 700 communities, or, or uh, yeah, the, the these clusters, uh, these clusters, then multiply them with hundred companies per per cluster. It's it's a wonderful tool to connect people. So we uh, really focus on growing uh, business, matchmaking. Got it, Freerk, What makes Twenty unique? Well, I think it's the combination of our services. We run a business club. We have trade services. We offer an expat service, so we support foreign knowledge workers. It's quite unique in the world connected with World Trade Center, we have business services and we have a soft lending program for foreign companies where we all connect those services. So for example, we have some companies from South Africa, they have a business address with her, they come with her, they, we coach them in doing international business. They do a program together with us to start in the German, they go with a trade mission and when they want to bring people from South Africa, we can support them from with expat related questions. So that's the, the strength of our team that we can combine them. And of course, that is our, our deal customer, so to say, <laughs> uh, that, that makes use of all those, all those services and, and that that's make us unique. So it's a full, full service, uh, service package. Yeah. So uh, World Trade Center is a building with a purpose. The founder of the World Trade Center Association mentioned that uh, guy Totsoli, and that is what we try, try to do in our new building where we are. Yes, I saw. Very nice. Congratulations on, on the move. Thank you. So Tim, over to you. What makes St. Louis, uh, World Trade Center St. Louis unique? Robin, there's a couple of things when I think about it. And the first of which is just the staff experience, the depth of experience and the, uh, the history that this team has there. Most of my team has been here even predates me. And I've been here now a little over 14 years, but it's a tremendous experience with the staff, but also we are a part of our license and we're coming up on our 30 year anniversary, but our license is owned by the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership. So the economic development agency here for the city and the county. And it provides us tremendous strength in terms of resources and position here in the community and outreach to the businesses here. And, you know, through that, we truly are a trusted partner within the economic development ecosystem here in St. Louis. So the World Trade Center is at the table for major initiatives, major projects. And, uh, and so we being that trusted partner 
really enables us to do many of the programs that we do here locally and connecting St. Louis again to, to the world. So it's the team and it's our, and our strength being within the economic development sort of ecosystem here. Yeah. Very well. Karen, what makes Denver unique, except of course, for this great new construction that you have going on in Denver? Yeah. The one word that comes to mind is resiliency. The World Trade Center Denver has been operating for 35 years. And we, you know, started out in a, a branded two tower complex in downtown Denver that housed not only us, but a lot of international consulates and businesses. And we were there for 27 years and, and I worked in that building for many years, but then because our trade services are so strong, we started out as an educator, just trade educator. We've morphed that into trade education, trade consulting, trade accelerators, and many other services and network potential. So we have truly been resilient through the move of from our downtown location into building a brand new World Trade Center complex that will be opening in 2024. I'm ecstatic about that. And I, I am excited to continue to grow this organization into really a pillar of the World Trade Center network and hope that we only can connect further with our, with our global community. Yeah, that, that's great. I'm very much looking forward to the, uh, the grand opening and the opening party of your new facility, Karen. So Karen, let me stay with you and I would just want to switch gears a little bit and, and have a bit of a, have, have your, your take on, on the current sort of economic conditions. We seem to be in, in around the world in, in, in a perfect storm. So what are your perspectives sort of, of, of the, the current sort of global trade and, and business environment? Where, where is this all heading? Well, I think the, what we're in today is it raises the attention to those that maybe aren't as close to trade as, as those of us on the podcast. Trade brings prosperity. It brings peace. But we also realize it brings stability. And when you have an externality like COVID that hit all of us and it disrupted supply chains more than anything else has in, its, in our past, I think it shows how important trade is to keep things flowing, to keep things stable across the world. And for, for me, that is incredibly rewarding uh, to know that what we do truly matters to every person in the world. And maybe they don't realize it because they're used to finding full stocked shelves in their stores or, or other, you know, other, other things that they, they need at the, at the ready. But this externality of COVID and, and what we've just gone through shows the importance of trade to bring us all together in a more positive, stable, sustainable way. Yeah. And, and, and Tim, what's, what are your perspectives uh, on this, on the subject? Yeah. So as if we didn't already have enough challenges to our global supply chain here coming out of the pandemic. And then, you know, the war in Ukraine and the geopolitical tensions that are building, you know, with, uh, with China and elsewhere, it truly is that it, not to borrow that phrase, globalization and transition. It is, it, it is amazing to see, uh, where things have come from and where they're headed. And, and I, I'm not the futurist that, that, uh, Karen is. I go back joking, half jokingly, but in the early days of the pandemic, the World Trade Center Association brought together many of us and leaders from various World Trade Centers. And we were talking about ways that we can stay connected and how we can still provide services and value to our own business community. I remember Karen mentioning, you know, coming out of it, I was really worried that there was just going to be this 
burgeoning protectionism that came across across the globe and 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 locking down borders and and I remember Karen saying, you know, I see this as an opportunity because this, this is going to be a global solution to the pandemic. And she was right. And uh, so I, I give her credit on that. And, and so, and I, and I want to see that continue to play out. This is really going to require connections and work together across the globe to solve some of these, uh, the, these very complex problems of, of supply chains and foreign investment. So I don't know where it, it's all going. I know that there are many unknowns at this point, but I think our work is more important than ever in what we're doing to, again, promote a global city in our instance and and truly a global partnership for our businesses and our communities. Yeah, well, thank you, Tim. And I, I could not agree more that your work is is now more important than than ever. So, so Lee from, from Toronto, Canada, what's, what are your perspectives? Well, I, I, of course, I agree with all of my colleagues here. And, you know, I we, of course, we all live trade and we really believe in it as a way to solve more than just trade, as, as a way to solve political and other problems or, or to make it easier to to want to solve them. You know, I, one of the things I think might be an interesting thing is this, as we look at the challenge of diversifying supply chains, I think we all recognize that certainly in Canada, we didn't produce any vaccines, for instance, and we needed to find them. And so I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think there's a certain amount of people are thinking about reshoring for things like PPEs and vaccines and so on. There's a little bit of that that's going to go on no matter what. But even so, even to produce anything like that, you still need trade to get there. You still need a supply chain. So the other piece that I think is really interesting is the, when you look at the, especially Europe's dependence on oil and gas out of Russia right now, which is fueling Russia's ability to wage war and, and other things, I can't help but think that the pressure that's going to put on not just maybe refining new supplies of oil and gas, but in moving away from oil and gas and trying to find, get moved to greener solutions. And what is that going to do for us as potentially an economic opportunity in clean tech and uh, green energy and other things around those things that relate to the climate economy. So I think there's there's real opportunity there and it's not going to come from any one place. We're going we're to have to do it all together. Yeah, th thank you, Lee, for that. And you mentioned Europe. So I'm very curious to hear your perspectives on, on where we are, where is this all going? And is there a different perspective from, from Europe? Well, of course, we have also in uh, Europe, our own problems with uh, the UK leaving the European Union, the Brexit. Of course, we are close to Ukraine. It, it is, it's not very far away. A lot of refugees coming from Ukraine and we support them, but all in Europe, we, uh, we support them. And I think there is, is a shift also to see uh, if we can produce more nearby, be less the, dependent on long supply chains, and we cannot do it at our own. So we are looking really at a European industrial politics. You see it also with the EU, EU commissioners uh, looking, for example, in the field of, of semicon and semiconductors. In that field, Lee was already mentioning the vaccines which we cooperate in, in with Europe. And I think we also can play a role in that as a world trade center to find new suppliers, to find new market entry opportunities, and also to do it in a more environmental friendly way. And so, for example, we are working together with the border region. We are near to the German border to see if we can mean something in the energy transitions, for example, hydrogen or battery storage. So find new ways also in, 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 in that field, because we have also 
a, a gas problem in Europe. So it, it is, there are many challenges, but if we can only have just a, a small part of that as World Trade to support and that we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. And in EJ, what's, what's your perspective? I'm very worried about the situation, the present situation at the moment. Worried in the sense of, of course, that was already mentioned before in the supply chain with the war in, in the Ukraine, but also situation with China, uh, the tension between the USA and China, but also the tension that is created by the supply chain situation with, with the Asian countries. Reshoring is, is of course a topic, but it's not a topic that can be solved within, within no time. That takes time, takes a lot of time. So I foresee, yeah, changes in, in global trade and where, where trade normally was, was a, is a topic which would, like what Karen was mentioning, which could bring peace. Now we see also the tension that global trade brings, mm -hmm. right? Talking about the gas and the oil situation. So I'm really worried. I'm, I'm worried also for my companies, but I also see them at the moment with the with big numbers of orders, but for how long? And yeah, the world will change. The world is changing. And luckily this, this changing time also gives new opportunities in the field of sustainability, which is of course a major topic. But I, I hope that, that, that with trade, that we also bring it back to people and, yeah. and how we live together and how we live and work together. Yeah. And, and I, I sincerely hope that we can make there, make there the changes that also as a World Trade Center to show that people business should also be human business. Yeah. And, and I, I take from all of you that that's, regardless of the fact that there is a lot of uncertainty, there's always opportunity as well. So thank you for that. And I would, in closing, like to sort of ask each of you if, if you could share an anecdote of, of something that happened. It could be business-related, work-related, or, or in, your, in your private life, in private life, something, an interesting anecdote that you, you would like to sort of share. So EJ, I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay with you. <laughs> okay. Not, have... not, not to put you on the spot, but. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. what, what, one of the nicest things that we achieved as a World Trade Center was of course in 2016, where we were picked to become the, the, the organizer for the General Assembly in 2018. That was really something where we worked very hard on, but also the, the proudness that, that, we, that we had in 2018, after being elected or selected in 2016, having, having our, our colleague World Trade Centers from all over the world in our relatively small city of Leeuwarden, <laughs> It's yeah. really something that really made us very proud. And it's also something that we will never forget. And for all other World Trade Centers, it's a wonderful opportunity pre to present your city or your region. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So, Freerk, any, any particular anecdotes you would want to share? Yeah. Well, of course, many. <laughs> <laughs> big one, big one. But, uh, but I pick one. Well, I, uh, quite often I meet a company, I'm with a company. And then he's looking for something or someone and, and well, I happen to know that, oh, what a coincidence. Well, I'll say, no, it is not a coincidence. I organize coincidences and it seems <laughs> like a coincidence, but it, if you see so many people, if you hear so, uh, so many things, 
you can con connect people and, and, and that's the good thing. And, and that is also the value of the, of the, of the World Trade Center. So uh, I nearly have that every week. <laughs> so that's, that's a good sign to have on, on, on your desk, like organizing coincidences. Yes. So Lee, how about you? Yeah, I, I'd love to organize some coincidences. <laughs> that sounds great. I got to say, we so we we just ran our first episode of, of growth development program. We had 12 companies, kind of a pilot. And on its four days of intensive training, you know, with a lot of experts and all workshopping. And on the day two, our facilitator said to the folks, okay, let's, let's just recap yesterday. What did you learn kind of thing? And getting, trying to get them going early in the morning. And I was, it was just inspired by these companies the whole four days, but in, in particular, two of them said little things that I thought were really interesting. And, and you, sometimes I think we just take for granted that everybody knows business and knows their business and so on. And so one of them was a brewery and they, they had four people at the session and they and the, and the one guy got up and he said, you know what, I went home yesterday and I was just trying to stay positive because I realized that we're not doing anything right. And it's kind of like, it be a little depressing, you know, but he goes, but Hey, I got three more days here and hopefully I'll leave knowing some of the things, how to do them right at least. And so I thought that was interesting. And another guy just simply said, well, I went, there's a day in between the sessions and, and uh, he said, well, yesterday we had meetings and I started implementing things I learned, you know, for instance, at the end of the meeting, we were talking about something. And then I said, okay, who, what, and when? So really simple stuff, right? And the, and the team is looking at me like. Mm, what are you talking about? He's going, well, we've talked about this before. From now on, when we talk about something, we're going to come out with a plan on it. And then we're not going to discuss it again, except how it's, uh, you know, what we did and how it came out. So just learning those little things, these little basics yeah, are yeah. so important to these businesses, to their future success. It's very short, how, when, and, 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 and what, right? Very good. Tim, how about you? Hey, uh, June 1st, we launched the first direct flight from St. Louis to continental Europe in almost 20 years. Uh, Lufthansa now operates direct flights from St. Louis to Frankfurt. And for us, it was so fulfilling because mm -hmm. we, uh, the World Trade Center led St. Louis's application to the Brookings Global Cities Initiative back in 2015. And through that, we interviewed more than 30 foreign-owned companies and each and every one of them were telling us one of the barriers to increase investment in the community is a lack of international connectivity. So for us, it was very personal. We've been working on this for seven plus years with the head of our airport. The World Trade Center played a vital role in this because we actually are, have done the agreement with Lufthansa. We have some federal or excuse me, some local public and private funding that have gone into this to help sort of spur this in a small way. And, and I'll tell you just two weeks ago, Lufthansa hosted their national sales team meetings in St. Louis, and they were in our office hosting meetings. So we had a chance to talk about the importance of this to our economy and our community. And one of the things they shared with us was this has been the most successful launch of a new market in memory for the airline and uh, flights are fully booked. And one of the things they said was, do you want to know what our top markets are for outbound St. Louis passengers into Europe beyond Frankfurt as the obvious top one? But the number two and number three routes are Sarajevo and Zagreb. And if really? that tells you anything, we have a huge Bosnian community here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, just, yeah. it just told us, yeah, that we are connecting our businesses, but we're also connecting our community. That, that's that's, uh, that's inc incredible. And and I will we'll follow up with you on that because that's a great story to share. And and thank you. That, Karen, that brings me to you. And if I remember correctly, there was also a new direct flight united from Denver to Munich installed recently, right? And you went on a, yep. a delegation to Munich. Yes, we led a trade mission on that and worked with United Airlines. It was a great success for all around. So had about 20, 25 companies with us. So it was great. So yeah. United's pleased with that flight. 
Well, my story is, you know, I'm so looking forward to going to the next General Assembly in Accra, Ghana next April. This is where all the World Trade Centers come together. And to be honest, Ghana is where I started my international business career and lived there in the early 90s, running a large sawmill doing international business uh, from Ghana. Uh And I can't think of a better place for us to convene. And I want to lead a large delegation from North America. Hopefully we can we can collaborate across North America and, and lead a large trade delegation of, of businesses interested in Africa. But it's just all of us coming together in a place like Ghana, which is the most welcoming and warm people in the world, in my opinion. And I think it's going to be a fabulous, a fabulous event for us. I well, uh, met my husband there. It was in, in Ghana. The, the best two years of my life living in Ghana. So. That's an incredible story, Karen. I, I did not notice it comes full circle. You go back with, I'm sure, uh, a great number of trade delegations to the GA uh, back to Ghana uh, next year. So, well, thank you all so much. Uh, thank you, Karen Durwitz of World Trade Center Denver. Thank you, Freer from Twente, uh, Everton from Leeuwarden, of course, Lee from Toronto, and Tim from St. Louis, thank you so much for joining the program. If you have any ideas for future episodes, know someone who would be an inspiring guest, or just want to stay apprised of our show, please make sure to connect with our team via email at podcast at WTCA.org. Be sure to head over to podcast.wtca.org and subscribe to the show. We will see you soon.